Welcome to Seeds, a show where we talk with people who are living lives of purpose and doing amazing things that make a positive impact in our world. We take time to listen to them as they reflect on their life journeys and what has shaped them into who they are today and what motivates them to be involved in what they do. Well, hey everyone, welcome along to the show. I am glad you could join me. This is an unusual one because for the last year or so, I've been brainstorming in my own head the idea of an impact unconference. And an unconference is an unusual model for having a conference in that the attendees decide what's talked about and who presents. So I held a planning meeting at the start of December 2019, and this is the audio from that meeting. I just thought I'd share it because I'd love to encourage more people to get involved in this. There's now, at the time of recording this, about 54 organizations who've given their logos and I know it's going to be a success. So if you'd like to participate, then go to impactunconference.nz, and I'll put a link in the show notes. But even if you listen to five minutes of this episode, you'll get a sense of what it is and what the intention is behind it. At the meeting, there was about 15 people, and I'm really encouraging other people to join in and participate as well, because it's going to be a grassroots thing rather than being organized by any one organization. I hope you enjoy hearing about it, and if you do, then drop me a line if you'd like to be involved. I really value this community that's developed around Seeds Podcast, and one of the big things behind it is the idea of supporting each other with different initiatives. So I wanted to share this initiative with you all as well. And maybe note in your diary a trip to Christchurch in May 2020, because that's likely when it's going to happen. All right. So the, the first thing about an unconference is if you hold up your hand, that means everybody be quiet. It's a really, it's a really cool p- principle, actually. Kindergarten, it, kindergarten trip, that one. It, it, it works. <laughs> it's really good. Um, so, kia ora koto ko Stephen taku ingwa no o tatahi ao. It's a real pleasure to welcome you here. Thank you, because I haven't actually put up that much information about what this is, and yet you're here. So thank you so much for coming. I really appreciate it. Um, I have to start with a confession. So I have children, and as I watch them grow, I realize I have less control over their lives. And they go off to preschool, and then they go off to primary school, and then they go off to other things. And um, in a way, I feel like that about this unconference, because you have to remember that for me, it's been like a child for quite a while in my head and planning it. So I am ready to release it. (laughs) And I'm looking forward to the diversity of opinion and thoughts. But equally, I'll have some thoughts as well, because I'll have thought about things for a long time. So just bear with me. (laughs) Um, And my role, I really view as being a catalyst or a facilitator here. This isn't going to be a a top-down heavy thing. But if I can help to coordinate and facilitate, then that's really my aim. So um, I think I know most of you. what I'd love to do is just have really brief intros, because if we, each of you is amazing, and it would, we could easily be here a couple hours hearing everyone's <laughs> full stories. Um, but I would love to hear, um, just so everyone can know who the other people are, um, really just your name and if you're representing an organization, sort of what that organization is, and then also what potentially you could bring to the table, or what's an area that you have a passion for. And I sent that agenda out earlier with some ideas, um, which are all flexible, but there may be something that you're naturally drawn to as well. So it'd be cool just to hear about that. 
um, that would be good. I also should say, you don't have to participate beyond this meeting. <laughs> so if you don't want to, that's completely fine as well. Because we each are going to have different roles. And some, of, some people here may just come to the event, and, and others may be more involved. But um, could we start with you, Natasha, sure. and just go around? And um, like I say, I know what could happen is it could be three minutes each, and we would be here a very long time. But just keep it brief, and we'll get to know each other as we go. Okay. So, um, so if it's okay, um, I've had handed around this agenda. Just This is just the same thing that I emailed out. Um, and I thought we could just run through the work streams, but before we do that, I know some of you haven't been to an unconference, so some of you are probably going, well, I'm kind of here and curious, but tell me a little bit more. So what I thought I'd do is just outline that really briefly, and then um, if you've got questions, maybe ask them, and then we can move on to the, the other parts. But um, from my perspective, and other people will have their views because they'll have been to unconferences, but I love the unstructuredness of an unconference. It's like it flips the script, because normally a conference is like, well, here's the keynote speaker, and they're speaking at 9.15, and then we're having this panel discussion, and they're going to talk about this topic. And so I'm organizing a conference at Te Papa next year in May, and we've got the people lined up, we've asked them, it's the structures there, you know, I know what's happening at 2.45 on Friday the 1st of May 2020 in this room, you know, <laughs> so it's all very programmed, whereas an unconference takes the beauty of conferences, which is bringing people together, and then hands the keys over to the people who are actually coming to the conference and says, what's your topic, what's your specialty? So we don't, um, it's a point of discussion, but we don't necessarily line up very much in the sense of what the topics are actually going to be. And on the day or the night before, you actually go around and you get ideas from the people who are there. So it's a way, in a way, to democratize a conference because it might be you that's presenting or it might be you, it might be me. And so it depends on, in a way, the mood of the whole group as to what gets chosen and that means there's huge diversity as well because you haven't pre-programmed it and it can be flexible and if something happened that week that's really big news you can talk about that rather than you know it's all pre-programmed and arranged um, so I think it gives a lot of uh, a really interesting approach that I'd like us to explore here in Christchurch as a city which has gone through so much, it's a format that could actually be used to um, yeah, bring us together. So the, the only, the, the structure that I've sort of been thinking through in my mind, and again, I'm happy to release this as a point, is the ideas of collaboration. And, you know, we're all in it together. Iwaka, Ikenoa, you know, we're all in the same boat. I think that would be a nice thing as an overarching theme. And then, um, but not really programming too much else. Um, the other thing is that sometimes unconferences go for several days. So they might start on a Friday and finish on a Sunday. But I'm not proposing, at least not for the first one, <laughs> that we do that because that is quite a lot more work. What I've been thinking of is that it would be starting on a Friday evening. So gathering everybody together and having this discussion about what the topics are going to be 
and probably having some food or saying whoever wants to can go out to eat. And then the next day, having the Saturday, a full day of the conference, um, but not having it on Sunday. So it's kind of a not, it's not like it's a three-day event. It's going to be like an evening event and a day long. And I think that simplifies the logistics because we don't have to worry about um, accommodation for people. Um, we don't have to, you know, people can come and either you make it or you don't. We're not going to be saying, bring your sleeping bag and have you got a pillow and all, you know. So it's getting rid of a lot of those issues, um, which I think simple is quite good. Mm -hmm. um, and the other thing is that the, the downside of unconferences is, in my experience, I've been to a couple of them, is that they can descend into sort of discussions about what's your favorite type of dog, you know, or <laughs> just kind of pretty random. So I do think it needs some curation, and that's where we as a collective group can help to make sure that, you know, people are actually on track, um, not in a heavy-handed way, but in a, you know, guided way. So one idea I've had, and I put it on the website, is to have some containers that are preset so that we are dividing p ideas up into topics um, so that there's like a tech stream and there's a business stream and an environment stream and a community stream or something like that. But I definitely am now willing to give up those ideas if we collectively think that's not good, you know, it, it, this is where it's going to adapt and change. Um, but that's sort of how an unconference works. And then the other big thing to say is at the end of the unconference, it can be a letdown <laughs> because you've had these amazing discussions and then there's no follow-up. There's no sort of, well, what are we going to do about it? We had an hour-long discussion about climate change and came up with some great ideas and then that's it. So I'd like to brainstorm and think through how do we take the impact of what we do and try to catalyze it for you know going forward whether that's helping people to set up committees or groups or something to keep the conversations going or um, trying to have a final part of the unconference where we write things down or you know some way to make sure that it's not just a pat ourselves on the back and that was great and now we're off, we'll forget about it by Monday, you know. So that's just really, those are all high-level concepts. It's just, I know many of you have never been to an unconference, so I'm just trying to give a glimpse into it. Um, the other thing is they're really great for community because you're all in it together, and, you know, you're rubbing shoulders with people, and it kind of, it really does democratize everything. You know? Everyone's there, and potentially you're a speaker, you might be a speaker, I might be a speaker. We're all we're all helping each other. So, um, yeah. So that's sort of how it runs. The other thing, I should have said this as well, is it's not about making money. Um, so you try to, well, my view, maybe we will all disagree, but my view is we're not at the end of it going to go, wow, that, that turned a profit. You know, because I've been to many conferences from big organizations and you just look at the numbers involved and think, man, that, that spun some money for somebody. <laughs> you know, it's $1,000 a day or it's a lot. So I think um, that's not the intention here, certainly not for me. We'll talk through some of the logistics because 
we will have food, you know, there will be lunch, there will be things we need to pay for. But the intention isn't to, like, suck out as many dollars as we can from the participants. And I think that comes through in the vibe of everything that we do. Um, does anyone have any comments or questions? Or if you've been to an unconference, anything that I missed out? And in particular, I'm looking at you, Jess, <laughs> having done many of these. The ones that I've been to, it's been mainly about the people that I met. Mm -hmm. And then I honestly don't remember all the conversations from the days, mm -hmm. but the connections that I made then result in ongoing dialogue and discussion. Mm -hmm. um, and some of you have been to some lunches I've been organizing for the last year and a half called Impact Lunches. And the purpose of those is to break down silos and to get people talking. So an accountant talking to a scientist, talking to a psychologist, you know. And so the conference does that as well. It mm -hmm. breaks down the barriers um, across, name any possible barrier <laughs> from age to culture to, you know, country of origin, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. If we're all <coughs> having food together, we're talking together, we're, you know, listening to the same speakers, it, it does break down lots of barriers. So. And I think the other thing is that this group, if we agree to work together, the networks and connections that we'll make with each other as we plan the thing, that's valuable as well. Um, it's always that way, isn't it? The Whoever's planning it gets as much out of it as the participants, or probably more than the participants. So potentially, if you're involved, you'll get to know some of the people around this room really well. And then in future, you'll be like, oh, I need to talk to someone at the council. Oh, Grace works at the kind. You know, like it's going to be. It's about our own networking, and and then maybe we will never do another unconference again. But some other thing will result that we didn't anticipate, or we'll get in and behind and support UCE with its impact conference or something. So there's a lot of value there as well. I have to confess that the idea of an unconference makes me a little bit uncomfortable uh. mm -hmm. <laughs> um, because I'm quite a structured person, mm -hmm. um, but completely open to it. I, th I think the um, the theme of collaboration is is fantastic, uh, but I think the nature of that will be that the unconference bringing people together is undoubtedly going to be the start of things. Yeah. So, to, at least in my mind, structured mind, thinking about what are we getting out of this? Don't be too wedded to. Yes. You know, the end of the story, no, no, it's actually the start of, of things to come, so. Yeah. Just yeah, no, I that's a good word. I, I agree with you. Mm. Yeah, and, and the other thing, I mean, this is so obvious, but you throw a stone in the water and the ripples go out, and you don't know until five years later or ten years later. Like, maybe if we can set up scholarships for some high school students to attend or something, you know, one of them may get impacted and then we don't find out for decades that it was this event that really catalyzed my own commitment to whatever they do. So mm -hmm. I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. On that kind of note, when you're talking about like pricing and that kind of thing, it kind mm -hmm. of leaps to mind automatically of like it would be called a tiered system of you can, if you've got the means to pay and sponsor someone else to be able to attend, that'd be really cool that there are no classes to those <coughs> high school or uni students who otherwise. Yeah, yeah, I agree. 
Yeah, that, well, that will be part. So hopefully one of the work streams will be a team that looks into that and the pricing and the money side of things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, we might turn to the work streams. So I'll give you a venue update as well. Um, so the way I view my role, just to be clear, is I want to be like a facilitator sort of role. So I won't have the knowledge of the detail of whatever the work streams are going on, but I will be somebody that whoever needs it can come to, and then I'll connect them or, you know, just be a central point. Because I think you need someone to step into that role, otherwise it could descend into chaos. <laughs> So that I don't, I don't think anyone is, does here is expecting anyone but you to do that. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're okay with that. <laughs> but just to be clear, that's how I view my role. So I'll I'll be involved in everything, but I won't necessarily get into the pricing, for example, because I w I want to. I guess what I'm saying is I want to release this to all of us to run. It's not mine anymore. It's it's a collective thing. Um, and it would have been simpler for me to just shoulder tap three people or four people and probably m potentially faster <laughs> but that's not what I'm that's not why I'm doing this and that's not the the purpose here is to go together rather than just do something as a small little committee and then you know make it available so um, just so you know that that's the heart behind it <laughs> um, so the venue update, this is, um, so it's going to happen, I have no doubt, because uh, there's already been, I think it's up to 46 different organizations who've sent their logos, and the fact that there's like 16 or 17 of you around the table, you know, shows that there's real interest. Um, so I think, but the question about the venue is going to be, and this is a good question for all of us, is how many people do we want? <laughs> And that's more the question to me at the moment, rather than the venue. Um, Christchurch does have a shortage of a massive venue, but there's actually a lot. There's a range of other places. Um, so the unconferences I've been to have typically been relatively small. So they've been maybe 70 or 80 or 100 people. So it's not that many people. When you think that this room, there's like almost 20 people, you know, three times this. It's not actually that big an event, but the more and more I talk about it, you know, and if I post about it, and there's lots of people who say, I'll be there, I'd love to come. And the fact that there's this many of you interested in helping Planet shows me that each of your networks would be interested. So the, the question I'm running through in my mind is the value of a small conference is that you potentially get to know everyone, like you've you eat lunch and you talk with 10 people and then in afternoon tea you meet others. So by making it a little bit bigger, we lose the, the beauty of really connecting with a lot of people. But at the same time, you know where I'm going, <laughs> by having more people, potentially you're having even greater impact in terms of the number of people that are exposed to new thinking or, you know, making networks. So, um, I I kind of am thinking, let's just push and see what interest there is, but not limit it in terms of it might get up to, say, 300, something like that. That's the sort of number in my head that I've been thinking about. Um, once you get over that, it starts to get quite a bit bigger. <laughs> um, but in my mind, I'm thinking a couple hundred would be doable. 
So I'm quite keen to hear your feedback as well. Not necessarily right now, um, but just so you know, that's the, the logistics of how I've been thinking. So the venue update is, um, I approached ARA a long time ago and University of Canterbury because I felt like they they have venue potential. They've got classrooms and amphitheaters and all that. Um, and ARA have a facility called the Kahukura building, um, but and it can take about 200-ish, but apparently it's used on Saturdays for engineering classes. So there, it looked like I, we could use it, but then actually, no, it's probably not going to be available. Um, so I've just been putting out feelers to all venues that I know of, and I'd be keen for your feedback on the ones I haven't approached. So I've talked with um, the Air Force Museum, who actually have an amazing facility. I don't know if you've been there for mm. a conference, but it can take up to 700 and then they've got breakout rooms. So it's actually a great facility. It's a little bit pricey, but it's an amazing venue. And then um, Isaac Theater Royal. So they actually have a whole bunch of rooms as well as the main Theater Royal part of it. <laughs> um, and then uh, I've been talking, um, well, Michelle Sharp at Vodafone, so she just started there recently. She's quite keen to offer their building as potentially a place that could be used. So if you've been in there, you'll know that up above there's a, there's a massive room that could take quite a few people. Um, and then the town hall is another option, but it's like the next level, although they do have that smaller parts to it and they have breakout rooms. And I've got pricing for all of these different options as well. Um, ARA were willing to do it for free, which would have made it a very good price. Um, but it, all of this inquiring and things has made me think about, there's actually different approaches that you could take. And again, I'm keen for your input here, but one approach would be we go to one venue and we're there the whole time. Oh, the other thing is UCSA. So the UCSA building is just completed and it's really beautiful. Impact Summit was held there in September. It has about 300 people it can take. So in some ways that would be really a nice <coughs> as a venue. Um, but I've been thinking through the first option would be we go to one venue and have everything at that one venue. And that's great because everyone's together. But another option potentially would be if Ara said you can't have the 200 people place but we've got plenty of classrooms then that's quite near to Vodafone. And what if we found a number of different spots in the central city and kind of had, well, the, this work streams at Vodafone about technology and this one about communities over at ARA, you know, and try to utilize the space in that way and then have a central place where everyone would come for the beginning and the end. Um, so those are some of the ideas that I'm thinking through. And um, if you have an interest, I guess, as the work stream for the venue, um, then maybe we could talk that through at that level. Um, yeah. I don't know. Any initial thoughts or comments? That was the venue update, by the way. <laughs> so, so one, one option is, a, is like a conference pub crawl. <laughs> <laughs> a, a pub crawl, yeah, a yeah, conference pub crawl, yeah. You know, three different conference venues. Yeah, yeah, that would be. It, it could produce a different um, 
ambience as regards what it feels like in three different um, sections. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that could be inconvenient. It could be useful. Yeah. Could have that refocusing thing, right? Because you're actually physically moving space, and instead yeah. of just going down the rabbit hole, you're actually no, it's leave that rabbit hole behind and move on. Yeah. 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 Yeah, well, even the first item I put on the work stream area was the Te'au Maori input, you know, so like, would there be a, some sort of a, a marae or a facility that we could integrate into the day in some way? Mm -hmm. um, like, that would be pretty cool, but I don't, I don't have the connections to know where it would be, they where it might fit. really, last time I was there, which was a while ago, but they have a... Um, like a, a Maori Students Association type building with an ara, and mm. last I heard they had last when I was last there they had sort of a, a I want to say like a hall or yeah, some kind do. of yeah I don't know yeah I've been be. there before that would yeah. be that would be worth looking into as well yeah. maybe not for the whole thing but just for a portion of it it yeah. seemed like it was a yeah. event facility potentially yeah we were just recently yeah. that's a really good facility yeah, okay. Central City just okay. off what is it. Springfield Road. Springfield Road. Yeah, yeah it's a good facility. Too. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure. The actual Mariah itself, and then of course beyond that, yeah. so for the substantial dining room area, yeah. which could be another public space. And yeah. out the front, the yeah. grass area, yeah. the gardens. The grass area. Yeah. Nice facility. Yeah. Facility. Yeah. I been before. Quite, quite available, and mm -hmm. uh, I know the chair of the management mm -hmm. team there, so yeah. I'm happy to ask. If Have a conversation. Yeah. Yeah, the other thing is um, just thinking about the vibe of the conference. Like if you go to a, um, a venue that's like an amphitheater, like a structured feel to it, then who's going to get up on the stage to pitch their idea as opposed to more of a mingling, flat cocktail sort of function room where you're actually, you know, you're just one of the crowd. So there's those sorts of things to think about as well. Um, and th in terms of... Yeah, so if you're interested in the venue, then that will be a work stream to look into and finalize. Um, I think the pricing of some of them is obviously very high, like the town hall, it's like $8,000 or something for the main, <coughs> the big giant part. But others were less than I thought they were gonna be, like you know, like a, a couple thousand for, for hiring for the whole day. Um, like St. Um, which one, Isaac, Isaac Theater was, cheaper than I thought it was going to be, and it's a beautiful venue, so... I'm not sure yeah. how feasible that is in practical terms, but even if they're 5,000 or even if they're 2,000, like, there is a space, I think, to be like, this is what we're about, this is what we aim to do, mm -hmm. bring people together, like, is, like we, we actually, depending on how the money stuff works and et cetera, but I think there would be a space to... Approach them on that ground. On that, yeah. yeah. Some might be more willing than others, but I yeah. think there would be some movement. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I think so the company VBase is the one that has many of the venues, right. but um, there, you're right, there might be some that would be more inclined. Yeah. And, and the beauty of having so many of us is that there will be networks within these networks where you'll, you'll mention it to someone and then your cousin will say, well, my, my father's a trustee of this other thing and they've got a venue. And, so I'm actually not that worried about the venue. I think it's gonna, it will flow out, and I feel pretty confident that we'll get the right space. Um, but it's, I can't come to you and say I booked this place and it's happening at that date. And that's the other reason I haven't set a date because <laughs> we need the venue to be free. Um, but do you have a time of the year that? I, well, I was thinking in May next year, 
um, I feel like that's long enough away for us to really plan it well. Um, and I also am really conscious about March 15. And while that may come up in the unconference, I don't want this to be about just that. Um, so I felt like if it was in, say, March, it might become something that got a little bit captured by that. Mm -hmm. um, and February is way too soon, so that leaves, <laughs> you know. Um, April's Easter, right? Which is yeah, April has a break and things. Yeah. And May, I felt like it was still not quite the middle of winter. You know, it's still pretty good weather and things. So that was how I came up with that date but or that month to aim for. But I think if it ended up being early June or, you know, late April or looking at school holidays as well. Yeah, because I'm yeah. just thinking that in May, if, if there is another conference that's happening as well, mm -hmm. uh, I think in May they had the big T-Tech Week Summit. That's they do, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Tech yeah. Week. Yeah. yeah, the Tech Week is happening yeah. in May. That yeah. So whoever is willing and wants to look at dates and the news and things will have to look at yeah. the yeah. sporting events and the random holidays and the mm -hmm. things that we... Mm -hmm. Yeah, if there's a, a yeah, things that need to be planned for. Yeah, so yeah, Turanga would be great. I've been to event mm -hmm. TEDx had an event there, um, a welcome event last year, and it was quite good. Mm -hmm. I don't know how. Yeah, see, so part of the thing with an unconference is that you end up breaking into, you know, potentially five or six or seven work streams. Mm -hmm. So you need facility that has, like, space. Like, this room would be perfect if there was 30 people who wanted to talk about an issue mm -hmm. or whatever it is. Um, but not all venues, like the Air Force Museum, they've got a massive room, and maybe what you could do is kind of split up into each corner but then that affects the acoustics, you know, and it, it, it's all these considerations that you got to think through. But, um, yeah, uh, Air Force Museum, you know, potentially that's like you could easily take six or 700 people. I was at Canterbury Tech event there, and um, it's a massive, massive space. But, um, yeah. So that's sort of where it's up to on the venue anyway. So it is what it is. And... Um, but I feel pretty confident that something will come out that will be the right space. Well, uh, I'm pretty sure Vodafone would be willing to let us use their room, uh, you know, mm. a Saturday, no one's going to be in that mm. space. Yeah. Somebody else said that Spark was opening up a new building. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was you, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah. I've, I've followed up. I haven't responded. I, I haven't had a response yeah. back, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I kind of like the idea potentially, because like, I think ARA is willing to come on board. Like, if they had a few classrooms or workshops, you know, areas that we could use, and then Vodafone's literally like 400 meters away. Biz Dojo's right there, too. Biz right there, yeah, exactly. At the Social Enterprise World Forum, Biz Dojo was used. They had a, a meeting room that was used, and yeah. So there would be, yeah, it, that part of the city, I think there's quite a few places, you know, epic, really epic building. Because it's like the innovation hub and that's kind yeah. of what mm -hmm. this is all about. Yeah. Yep, the epic building has a good, a good spot that could be one of the work streams. And so if we did it down that road, and if we could get free facilities, you know, 
then obviously we don't need to charge as much to people as opposed to we're going to hire something for a couple thousand dollars and trying to recoup some of the, the money. So I do like that, it, you know, if we could go have a Mirai involved in Vodafone and ARA and Epic Building and BizDojo, it might be that we could just get the venues at no cost and really nice ones. There would be a little bit of walking between the venues, so. Um, but I think to a certain extent, if we did label them like this is the community-focused area, this is the tech-focused area, some people might just say, well, I'm just staying here all day. You know, I, that's my jam, so I'm going to stay in this spot. <laughs> um, so I kind of jumped over the, uh, that, that was the venue update under the preliminary. Just the work streams to run through relatively quickly, because I don't want to keep you all, like, I really appreciate all your time, so I'm, I'm trying not to eat into it. Um, but just the first one I put there is inclusivity because I think this is really key and important. And I, I specifically put the Te Ao Maori input because, and I'm so thankful that you're here, Tari, because I, it, I just view this as the secret weapon of New Zealand. <laughs> you know, if people would, were able to embrace it and realize it. So if we can model inclusion through having, you know, Te Reo and um, that would be awesome. Um, but equally, there's going to be other inclusivity factors. So um, I think some of you are there on Tuesday. I interviewed a guy named Jezza Hamilton, who's a tetraplegic. And it was an amazing interview because he was describing the difference between accessibility and inclusivity. And he said, basically, stop talking about accessibility because that, that narrows it down to do you have ramps to get into the building? Mm -hmm talk about inclusivity and can we include everyone within whatever it is and it really struck me so yeah the, the point is there's going to be lots of groups you know and, and we kind of touched on before people who can't afford to come how can we include them if we can um, yeah so if that interests you then it would be great if there was like a subgroup of us we're really focused on that and asking the hard questions about how we're doing this. Um, the venue kind of talked about, feel free to interrupt or ask any questions as we go. The curating of topics we kind of talked about as well. I, on the website, I just put up some that I've thought of that I thought were kind of nice little containers of topics. So I, I think I, well, you can go there and have a look, but it's like technology and business and community and environment and, you know, some basic things that I think everyone can agree would be helpful. And then I put one that was like everything else, <laughs> the random one. Um, for the food, um, I'd love to, uh, bearing in mind the inclusivity, you know, where are we going to source and socially procure this? So there's names like Can Do Catering who employ people with disabilities, you know, that would be pretty cool. Um, Exchange Cafe, um, who some of you know, that's where I go for the impact lunches. I'd really love to support Pedro with his cafe um, because that would be an amazing thing for him if he could cater for a couple hundred people and he's doing an amazing work supporting that cafe and the arts in Christchurch. So whoever's looking into the food, you know, looking at that, and then again, the venue may have requirements about, well, you need to use our caterers if you come to our 
facility, so it's complicated. Um, the communications, so I basically did that website that you may have seen using Squarespace, so it's really simple to use, and you drag and drop, and, um, but I kind of would love it if some other people were interested in comms who could have the admin passwords and they could go and put up updates and you know keep people informed and and I've started an email list through that but you know someone else can grab that with both hands and you know we can send out updates to the people on the list and here's where we're going I'd love for the organization of this to model the fact that we are diverse and we're coming together to do it like I'm recording this in the hope that I can put it up somewhere so that people couldn't attend can still see what we talked about rather than it being just a closed shop of well it's starting at this time and you know let's make it accessible um, so yeah some of you will have great skills with websites and you know social media presence like I actually do believe this could become so my own vision is that this is the first impact on conference but it's something that if it works here well, let's, let's run one in Auckland in 2021 and let's go to Dunedin and do one, you know. It's not, this is proving that it works, what we're trying to do. Um, and the other thing with comms is I've been talking with the press, so um, there's some reporters there who've said, we'd love to cover it, you know, this would be a good story. So it has the potential to, yeah, have the impact. And then the money side is just people who are interested in you know, how much are we going to charge and how do we arrange for payments to be made? Is it by credit card and where do the money, where does the money go? Is it, which account does it go under? Um, is there an entity who's willing to umbrella us in terms of GST and any other accounting things that, uh, yeah. So, so th there, there will be issues there, but they're all solvable, but somebody needs to look at it and, um, be happy with how the money is flowing in and out. Um, and then, yeah, the invitation to Jacinda, why not? <laughs> so, you know, who should we invite? Who should we let know? You know, Christchurch NZ, City Council, um, Akinef Foundation, lots of these groups have given their logos. And so that's awesome. But, you know, is there someone that we should invite, like the Prime Minister, to, to open it? You know, I don't dream big, right? <laughs> Why not ask? So some people to look into that. It's kind of with the comms. And then there will be things that I've forgotten, but you'll maybe have thought of that, um, that we need. But basically, after this, what I'd love to do is reach out to each of you. and Or actually, it's better if you reach out to me. <laughs> and if you tell me, um, I'd be interested in this or this or this. And then what we'll try to do is then have the work streams sort of come together you know, if there's three people interested in the venue, then they can run with that. If there's two people interested in the finances side, then they can run with that. If there's people interested in comms, then they can run with that. And that, that, that was my own thinking of how we would divvy it up. And then again, I would just be the, pers the spoke, you know, in the middle that people can circle back to and, and I can sort of keep the communication going between us and like, oh, well, the venue, we've now settled on this and this and this, so that's going to impact on the food and where we're going to get the catering and so communicating. Yeah. 
Is there anything else that jumps out that's missing from that work stream? Stephen, I'm wondering the feedback that you've had so far, they're mostly from people that are in Canterbury? I've had uh, mo mostly from Canterbury people, um, but I had someone, uh, well obviously Jess is joining from Wellington, mm -hmm. and then um, Guy Ryan um, was quite interested in what it is uh, from Wellington as well. Mm -hmm. And then someone from Auckland reached out and sent me the logo for their organization. And they said, let, it, let, let us know if we can support you. Mm -hmm. And then someone from Tauranga also sent the logo and said, I'm not with you physically, but I endorse what, what you're about. And then, of course, Akina um, is mainly based in Wellington and Auckland. Um, so they're keen to be involved. Tells me what the, the, the values of uh, Yeah. Well, I would welcome your input, you know, if you wanted to be involved in helping to craft the story mm -hmm. that we could then tell. Yeah, that, that would be awesome. Yeah, I actually am moving away from using the term social enterprise, which is interesting because I wrote that book called Social Enterprise <laughs> in New Zealand. <laughs> but I view it now as a term that sometimes gets too much as a they do that over there, and I want to mm. move all people on the spectrum. Mm -hmm. So I've heard you say that before, and I yeah. agree. I mean, yeah. that, that's a good thing, but I just give yeah. and, and that's why I didn't call this a social enterprise and conference as well, because I don't want it to just be too limited. Yeah. And I do want the people, I want someone from Fonterra to come, you know? Mm -hmm. I, I want it to be open. <laughs> so that's the danger of telling the story too much, is that it limits it again. Like, um, yeah, but happy to engage further, and if there's others who have thoughts, and there's so many amazing comms people around this table, you know, I'm sure that we could come up with a great story. I have to say, it's so far, when I talk about it, it's been resonating with people, and people are definitely sharing it, and I get lots of messages from people saying, I love it, I'm going to be there, you know. So I actually don't think it's going to be hard to sell this. Like the, <laughs> the problem is going to be we're going to make the tickets available, in my view, and, and they're just going to be gone really quick because um, collectively our networks are quite vast, I think. Mm -hmm. yeah. so, so is the idea that it's a, a kind of an, uh, an introduction to, it's something for people who for this might be new, it's kind of a, a opening up and a, and a, a reaching out and, and getting new people into it, or is it something for people who maybe have been working in this space a long time and want to you know, sort of upskill or re, you know, sort of level up what they're already doing with each other? Mm -hmm. I, maybe that's just the way I think, but I kind of see those as slightly different conversations. Mm -hmm. A conversation mm -hmm. I might have with someone who doesn't really know what impact or social enterprise is, mm -hmm. is very different to someone that I might have as, you know, somebody that's been doing it a while. I'm just wondering, yeah. is there a particular thought on that, whether what kind of audience this might be? Mm -hmm. I don't mind, yeah, but yeah. it's an interesting just to, mm -hmm. so I get my head around no, it. No, I agree. It's a great question, and I turn it over to all of us to think about it, because I think... Well, because There's then no the message, right? So the message we'd give to someone who we want to come for the first time yep. would be quite different to the, the message that we might go to someone else. And you, you want to sort of um, do what you say on the box. I don't know if anyone's ever been to a, a, an event and they thought it was going to be for this kind of a mm. person and it actually turned out to be that kind of a person. And yep. you always learn things, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No problems. Yeah. I mean... <coughs> I, I think these are great questions, and this is an example of where we can 
further refined. Uh, we're not going to do that today, but this is this is awesome because <laughs> this is what we have to think through and um, come up with the story of who we who we want there. I mean, I would rather not know lots of the people who come. You know, I'd rather that it is some new people who never engaged on thinking about this stuff. Is the um, conference ones that you've been to, mm-hmm. is that like a model that you're model, like, thinking that this one would be modeled on? Uh, it is modeled on ones I've been to, but mm-hmm. equally it's taking the best bits of those mm-hmm. ones. So, for example, it's not a three-day conference where you get there on a Friday morning and you leave on the Sunday afternoon. You know, um, it's a short, sweet, relatively easy to organize mm-hmm. event. So, do you know what, in terms of the kind of concept behind it, what attracted you and what attracted other people to to be participants in that? What mm. was the hook that got them on board? Trying to figure out more. Yeah, well, for me, part of it was the initial sort of, what's an unconference? I'm intrigued to know more. So that that is part of the story, maybe. Yeah. Um, I think increasingly, conferences aren't conferences. People go and sit and listen and go home again. Mm. They may talk in the breaks, but they don't really ever confer. Yeah. I think we've abused all the words, actually, conference. Yeah. I go to them and think, well, this is not a conference. This is just a gathering of people who sit and listen. Yeah. Well, some conferences, <laughs> but conferences can be like that. It can be like a professional development. You're going to hear the latest research on neurons or something, you know, and it is kind of a one-way thing because you're there just to get the latest research or, you know, but then there's the other kind that maybe this is more about is, is the, the, the social networks. Mm. And so it's just what you want, whether you're just there to blast out a bunch of information, which sometimes you need, or whether it's a place to... Bring yeah, I view it more as the networking and yeah, the connecting like and the what comes afterwards mm-hmm. rather than what the conference is. Because honestly, if you ask somebody to, pre- like if they get up and pitch their idea, they're usually going to be pretty good about it, but they won't have, often they won't have slides, they won't have thought in depth about it, and s- oftentimes it becomes a, here's my five minute thoughts, what do you guys think around the room? Which is fine. But it's not like the content necessarily is, you know, world class deliberately because we didn't know they were talking until, you know, 10 hours ago. So the, f- the focus for me anyway is more about the relationships and the, and the networks and the building up of that. When I think about who I would want to be there, uh, given that anybody could be speaking on any fairly broad topic, mm-hmm. I tend to think about people who are highly capable at um, coming up with good ideas and delivering them, mm-hmm. rather than people who I want to learn about stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. People who are able to offer knowledge rather than people who are thirsty for knowledge. Yeah. I mean, you, I suppose we want to have a mixture of both, but I think the most valuable people will be the ones who have demonstrated capability of actually yeah doing yeah. stuff right. well yeah. this Definitely is where because you're going to have the other people that are going to listen to that and go yeah. we can do this yeah. too so yeah. they wouldn't have that knowledge they're going to listen to that and go oh my gosh why aren't we doing that who in this yeah. room could we be doing that with mm-hmm. yeah um so you're gonna you have to yeah, have everybody balance, so yeah. Yeah. i got i got an initial list of eight Eight mm-hmm. people that just sitting down here hearing about it, running down names. Oh, I've got to invite that person, right? But because, because you want can. to hear from what they, you want uh, to hear their experiences, I, I th- I and you want to hear their. Who comes would yeah. want to hear okay. from those people. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. I yeah. understand that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
No, I think it's fine. Yeah, it, the beauty of it is that there's no there's no template here that we copy and paste from. The, the, an idea, yeah, feel free to, we're about to finish, but feel free to go if you need to. The yeah, thank you. The, the, uh, one other comment though, because there are no rules, like we are making this up, that gives us huge flexibility. So if you've got some names there, then there's nothing, there's no rule saying we can't pre-prepare at least some speakers mm -hmm. so that we do know that there's some really top class people talking on a topic mm -hmm. and I'd been thinking about this actually that the night before you could even have like some lightning talks from some well-respected people within you know social housing or whatever talking about something and so one idea is that we could actually approach some people that we all agree would be you know world-class you know PhD in their their field mm -hmm. and have an unconference, but actually have maybe one or two things already pre-programmed, and that could help attract more people to come as well. Because it's like, well, we have you know the world-leading expert on the colonization of Mars or whatever it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? So because I think I think the f the the strength of an unconference is its is its flexibility. Yeah. But it also I think there's brings out my greatest fear is that we, yeah, we invite like people. People like reliability and predictability yeah. to a certain point. Yeah. yeah, which is why my list of eight people, I, mean, I know what I'm going to get from them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're going to give some value and you know, they're going to be, they have leadership qualities that if put on the spot, they'll deliver. Because yeah. yeah. my fear is hey, we've invited a bunch of people and nobody really knows what to expect and especially if they're New Zealanders, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. nobody back. wants to really step up and take a lead. Maybe, maybe yeah. not. I mean, we're okay around this room, but... You well know, the that's the that's my fear. Yeah. Is that, or this actually didn't really go anywhere because the caliber of people that we invited. So, so it became a bit of a sort of a circular process where no one was quite sure. So no one was quite sure. So yeah. No one was, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the whoever is involved in the curating of topics sort of work stream. Yeah. I think this would be something for those people to yeah. think about and net out, and then come back and report to the wider group. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm happy to be involved or give feedback but I'm also happy for that group to sort of run with it and one idea would be we actually put out a call for submissions of you know ideas in advance and and don't leave it all to the night before actually get a couple things in that we know are going to be really amazing <laughs> have um, you um if people have been to the new frontiers conferences up in the north island Oh, so um, they kind of have a, a s not. They have um, they have pre-arranged sessions and speakers of, of, mm. a, of a quite a wide variety. But then they also have like what sounds to, you know, um, breakout spaces that are only decided on the topic within a sort of six to twelve hours out. So they know that. So, so you have a choice of going to something that's come up really organically, or something to go to something that's pre-arranged that you have on a schedule. So it's kind of like the best of both. Mm -hmm. There's an opportunity for stuff to be really flexible and pop up with who's there and who wants to speak, but then there's also opportunities for particular invited guests, and that I don't know that that's, Seems that's, to work, that's an, yeah. I've been to a couple of those, and that's yeah. a nice combination. And you can choose maybe in the afternoon you do something of a speaker, but in the morning you're part of this really organic yeah. workshop. Um, yeah, it would be I an think option. That's a good mix. The word workshop is coming to me. Um, I can think of my wife some years ago trained as a consultant psychotherapist and I've been to some of her workshops 
they are challenging. Mm. And there's an expectation that you participate. So if we want people to be entertained, that's one kind of conference. But if we want people to go through a learning experience, it's mm. really important that we help, we can facilitate a level of, of um, participation that will enable them and the people around them to change. Mm. Well, one of the things New Frontiers does is that they rank it from level of participation that you can expect. Okay. expect. So this one is a okay. workshop where there's going to be pens and paper and and then mm-hmm. this one is a presentation on this person's idea, yeah. and then this one's a so, so, so that you can pick what you feel comfortable yeah, with, a, whether you're someone that wants to come and get expert knowledge, or whether you want to be really part of this collaborative. And so you know, yeah. going in, what stuff you're so, so you could, and so as, as I guess as organisers, you could choose. Okay, well, we'd actually like to have a variety of things going on, so that yeah. the sitting and listening people are taking, you know, have mm-hmm. their needs met, and then mm-hmm. the getting down to business, all in it together, people, and so you... Yeah, so, the, so this is all good brainstorming, but the challenge is um, the beauty of... One of the beauties of an unconference is it's relatively simple to organize because you haven't had to contact people and you don't have the last-minute pullouts and you don't, you know... That's so important. now we're going, you know, back more towards mm-hmm. the conference style, mm-hmm. which then, if we wanted to have elements of the conference within the unconference, that's okay, that can work if we agree that that's appropriate, but equally it creates more work for whoever then has to contact the people and arrange, you know, and then, and then you have to think through, well, we really want this amazing person from Wellington, are we going to pay for them to fly down and where are they going to stay? And it's an extra level of um, complexity. So that's the other side. It's like everything in life. There's always pluses and minuses. One way of doing this together is actually have them a series of templates. So you still have it as a true unconference, and you say, okay, I, I want to run X, Y, Z. Mm-hmm. Will I do it as a workshop? Will I do it as a presentation? Will I do it as something else? Mm-hmm. And so that would still work within that context. I quite, I quite like those choices. Yeah. But yeah. I, I like the idea of remembering not to overcomplicate. Yeah, well, that, that's the end of the day. All of us, I'm sure you're, if I asked you how you're doing, you'd all say that you're busy, right? So mm-hmm. how do we fit this into already busy lives? And I'm really keen that we don't overcomplicate it, overdo it. Like, I actually just want it to be a fairly simple structure. And, but if we each put time into it, then it will work. <laughs> I think it's a bit of so. a, it's a, bit of a um, it's almost like a leap of faith mm. to come. Because if I was to reach out to my eight people yeah. and tell them to come, they'd come because they trust me. Sure. Yeah. Right? Mm. And it's almost like for me to come, well, I'll come because I, yeah. I trust. I've had yeah. previ- previous exchanges yeah. with you. I know some people who are going to be there. I know it's going to be worthwhile. Yeah. But a cold call, come to this. Or, you know, yeah. There's no certainty. I don't know what I'm going to. I don't know who's going to be there. I don't know what I'm going to get out of it. Yeah. It's a bit of a leap of faith. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting. Actually. It is, but I'm, that's, I'm, I like it. that's where it would be the yeah. networks. That's right. Yeah, that would be the, the networks that people trust. They that's trust right. that trust. I'm involved, so they're going to come, or you're involved, yeah. so they're going to come. Yeah. And um, yeah, I and forgot. That's kind of part of unlocking and going with an open mind. This is then you don't yeah. have that preconceived idea of, oh, I'm going to get this out of it, and yeah. it means you're actually open to whatever you get out that's of it. That's right. But, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, but just on that, I think there's an element of it. You know, everyone here has a level of knowledge around impact, social enterprise, on conference. But if you're going to then say to somebody else, you have to almost prime them for how, yeah. to, how to come mm-hmm. and open, be present as they come into that room, because it's quite unusual. I'm just thinking in the NGO yeah. space and um, the learning that it's taken for people to come in. And it's not that they don't want to, but yeah. they're fearful of stepping into a space that seems really unfamiliar. So the more that you can say, you know, you need to come with an open mind, yeah. come with some questions, 
you know, be curious and, and, mm. um, and prime the space, the easier yeah. it is to step into it. Yeah. Um, it's like so a pyramid scheme, eh? Like I agree. Scheme. Yeah. 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 Everyone trusts yeah. him and then it goes to the end. Yeah. 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 Don't you let me down. Yeah. 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 But, that, but that potentially could be another work stream is people thinking about the preparation for yeah. the people who are coming the first time. How will it feel yeah. for them? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what I might do to close off is send an email afterwards summarizing different work streams. Um, and then if you're interested in one of them, then just come back to me. We're not going to meet again pre-Christmas or anything, but maybe a late January to try to start having people allocated. Mm -hmm. Or if you already know something you want to help out with, then we can go ahead and probably have little sub-email groups of people, and then I won't need to be at all the meetings, but some, you know, there'll be a storyboarding one, and there'll be a food one, and a whatever. Would it be worth getting on a platform like Slack or something, so that we could do that, yeah. conversations? And a Slack one, yeah. Rather than lots of email chains? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep, does everyone use Slack, or could we, we could use it? If we, if Some pick, people don't, so... If we pick the one that's most used, yeah. then others could... You can easily download it, so it's just an app. Yeah, Slack um, is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. It would be a learning experience. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming, Joe. Um, so, maybe we should do that? Yeah. Slack? Yeah. Okay, we can set up a Slack group. I know someone named Charlotte who wants to help me set one up. Yeah. And then we could have, um, like... Each of the groups, yeah, whichever one you wanted to contribute to. Yeah, probably many. We'll have maybe we'll have to shoulder tap someone who's got the skills. Although Max, who was here, I think, yeah, he's he's pretty good, so he would be good. Yeah. No, so we delegate to the one who's not here. <laughs> yeah. No, I think he did. He did say. Invite me to come to the next. Yeah, he did say I could do that. Um, okay. So the action points is this. That's right. So the action points is we'll set up a Slack group. I'll send an email with a link to that, and then if you self-nominate which ones you want to, um, again, if you don't want to be involved, that's fine because you've already helped by just being here today. So don't feel pressure like, oh, well, now I need to do something. You know, it's fine. Um, and then the other thing is if each of you can think of other organizations who could be around the table, in particular Maori organizations, like I did invite Anton from FUSH, and, and um, I also had Maui Studios thinking they would be awesome to have here. But, um, you know, you all know people. If you look at the website, there's a lot of logos, but... My dream for it is that we would have like 300 logos and people would just be blown away by like, what? Because <laughs> it's so grassroots. It's so the community organized it. It's not sponsored by Bank of New Zealand. You know, it's um, truly democratized. And if I don't have your logo and you want to be involved, then send it over. But I think I have most of yours. All right. Yep. So thanks so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. These no are the extra ones. Oh, great. I don't need a copy because we have you. emails. Yeah, no worries. Oh, yeah. And I've got your email, right? Or if we yes, is that yours? That is mine. Yeah, yeah. my glasses.